0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR for Sense. This is going to be about the potential reality of the factions returning in Season of the Worthy, the season that's right around the corner. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at sayno2rage.com. That'll bring you right to my Twitch channel when I'm streaming. So why am I saying this, okay? Why am I thinking, oh, factions might be coming back? Just to be clear, we're basing this off of a data mine and some other sort of correlating factors here. So I'm not going to try... I'm not trying to clickbait. It says factions returning with a question mark. I'm asking the question, are they returning? I'm not saying they're returning. So I'm not trying to be some like clickbaiter. All right. So the first things we're going to walk through is what, you know, where is this coming from? Why did we suddenly think this might be a possibility? Then I want to, I want to actually move to something that's more helpful. Okay. I want to talk about how could it be improved? As if they do bring it back, because I think there were issues with faction rallies when they were initially brought into D2 and the factions themselves just sort of seemed inconsequential. I want to end also by asking the question, what about an activity? Will there be some sort of activity? You know take it from it so where is this coming from first we have to go to the data mine that is is pretty much at this point locked in and and con- we're, we're trusting it that next season is called season of the worthy and the line is with the restoration of the lighthouse complete trials of Osiris and more will return in season of the worthy so that's in the game somewhere that's going to be showing up at some point more than likely at the end of these weeks of building uh, the lighthouse and that phrasing right there caused a lot of folks to start thinking what else would be quote returning again it says trials of osiris and more will return they didn't say trials of osiris will return and more they're basically saying trials of osiris isn't the only thing returning next season. And if you remember historically here, Trials of Osiris and Faction Rally went on hiatus at the exact same time. At that point, the phrasing seemed to indicate that factions might come back sooner, because they said that Trials was going on an in, in, indefinite hiatus for that season, um, or they said, I think they said for the duration of the season, Trials would be on hiatus. And then for Factions, they just said it's going on a hiatus, like a temporary hiatus. So for a while there, I thought Factions could come back at any point in time, especially uh, with the way that they set up these seasonal formats it just felt like that's another monthly thing that could that could come out right? So, I would think this would be a good time to bring them back, bolster the seasonal content a little bit. Not much else, if you think about it, not much else can, quote, return to Destiny 2 at this point. Um, some might say, oh, but what about SRL? I highly doubt that. People this morning were saying, oh, it could just be Exotics returning. I don't know if you would pair that. If you're if you're thinking in your mind about, like, oh, what's returning next season, if you're going to couple it and pair it with Trials Trials of Osiris and more are returning... I would think you'd be thinking about something more established in the game like Factions and Faction Rally. Not much else can return and this could sort of line up with the Season of the Worthy feeling of you're going to go into trials and prove your worth, you're going to pledge your allegiance to a faction and then use that to prove your worth and your rank throughout the season. It could I think pair very well with that theme of Season of the Worthy. Now I think more importantly though. How could factions be improved? We've been talking about factions quite a bit since they went away. They weren't, you know, they weren't really, uh, it wasn't really that excellent as, a, as, a, as an activity. There was a lot of criticism. Um, there was a lot of people that felt like it wasn't, it wasn't worth their, their time in doing. And they tried to make a lot of adjustments along the way. I actually liked it, but I know a lot of people didn't. And I was willing to concede that it wasn't an amazing event. It was, it was pretty ho-hum. It was pretty basic. So, number one, the first thing I would focus on is the NPCs themselves. I think they need a seasonal rank. I would say give them a seasonal rank, something that I'm working on for the entirety of the season, not just something that happens once a month. I do like the idea of the rally, and I'll get to that in a moment, but I do think at a ground level, giving them a a seasonal rank and and giving them that structure, giving them that feel that the that the obelisks have right now. You go to them and there's benefits. There's a reason to rank them up. Now, I know people are going to are gonna bristle at this, but just hold on here. They would need bounties, and I believe they would need weapon frames. And I know people are sick of them, but just hang with me here. Number one, if you don't give them bounties, then everybody be like, why don't they have bounties? So I, I think that's like a ground level need at this point. If you add an NPC that you're going to be, you know, communicating with and doing things with, you're giving them bounties is just sort of car, uh, par for the course at this point so you can't get away with not doing that as far as doing weapon frames I don't really see another way of bringing factions into the game and having them have loot with intentionality without just turning them into a vendor that sells stuff I think weapon frames honor the history of the NPC in Destiny where they are selling a weapon per se and then you go and farm for the role and this is where I do think the monthly rallies could help Right now, if all of a sudden the season started and the factions were alive and well, you would pledge your allegiance, and as you do bounties, weeklies, dailies, and repeatables, you would raise your rank with that faction. Raising the rank would have benefits. Maybe you would be able to complete their weapon frames faster if you get high enough. Uh, Maybe you start to unlock shaders. Then you would start to unlock uh, banners, and then ship, and then a sparrow, and then a ghost, and then an ornament for one of their weapons. They would only need a couple of weapons each because there's three of them and then there could be like, that could be like the capstone is an ornament for the gun or guns that they they have so ranking them up throughout the season would have a benefit, and then the rally would show up, and for that week they'd be like, okay, future war cult has these two guns, each of them would have like two guns that you could grind for and you could attach it to maybe rank rank ups as opposed to weapon frames so you go and you're playing like crazy and you're trying to rank them up, there could be you know, maybe a new way of boosting your rank with them so that you're really getting a good turnover when that rally week would end those weapons would go away and then the next time rally rolls around those weapons would roll down into the general loop pool and then you could have new ones instituted as well you could do one gun per rally Uh, that might simplify it for the sake of the grind so you would need three guns per season Per faction, that's nine guns. Now, that's just me saying, here's a way for them to pull from the best of both worlds. The faction sort of always being present and then having that rally. I think having that monthly activity that's sort of similar to Iron Banner, right? It shows up, things are going on, things are happening. It's a reason to log in that week. That rhythmic urgency, I think, has a lot of value in Destiny. And I think seeing more of that would be good. It would make the calendar and, and the and the season feel a little bit more full. Armor could also be grindable all season, you know, and you could have high rank ornament rewards for the armor or just have armor dropping The way they did it in the past was you got the armor and then you could unlock ornaments on it by doing challenges they could bring that back I know they really like to feed ornaments and decorative vanity items to the Eververse but I do think that they could afford to bring some of that back Uh, that you know they've got the Amalon and the Vice armor sets this season they could certainly uh, afford to give us some cool looking faction ornaments Uh, and honestly you only need to do one armor set per faction rally, and then that's that lasts for the entire season, right? Because the rally's rotating each month, but the faction itself would have the same armor set. Lastly, let's talk about an activity. Does this mean then that that would be the PvE activity? No, I don't think so. I also don't think Trials is going to be the activity That's it. I think there's going to be an activity to replace Sundial. And I know people are being like, oh, I don't want more Horde mode. I don't want more Horde mode. I don't know how people expect a PvE grindable activity to not have some semblance of Horde mode. If you look at Escalation Protocol, The Blind Well, Reckoning, Menagerie, Sundial, they're all very different. I think they're all unique in their own right. And to a certain degree, our expectations should be in that lane. I can't see them doing something that is linear or mission-based. That traditionally hasn't gone over that well for grindable activities. I mean, they could throw a bunch of strikes in the strike playlist, but ultimately, at the end of the day, that isn't fundamentally what rhythmic hobbyist seasonal content is about because if you go into the strike playlist, 90% of it's going to be stuff you've already been playing for the last couple of years in Destiny 2. So a brand new event in its own vacuum, in its own destination and place, the way they did Vex Offensive and Sundial is... Is probably the way forward obviously I think they should lean away from it feeling too much like Menagerie and Sundial because I do think people are going to start to feel like it needs to be more unique and this is where the factions could come into play I don't know if they're coming back or not but they could do something like that it could it could be more along the lines of you are repping your faction and you're wanting to make sure to daily and weekly log in to that activity and rep your faction since with this Empyrean Foundation challenge they're going to be able to do it seems it seems we don't know quite quite yet, but it seems they're going to be able to do a daily update to let us know the status. This is something else that they could do to tie that living world, you had to be there kind of thing, to Destiny. So, again, Season of the Worthy, for the entire season, you would be trying to prove which faction is worthy, and the daily updates in the tower from people running the daily and the weekly or whatever grind on that activity could have that impact on the world and on their standing in the tower, which would give people more of a sense of like, I am having an impact on the game world, I want to make sure and log in and rep rep Dead Orbit or Future workholder or whoever, in that new activity so tying the factions and the seasonal activity together would be pretty cool again we don't know i just think the fact that both trials and factions left at the same time there's not a whole lot that could quote return to destiny 2 i do feel like factions might be on the docket for a return in season of the worthy we're going to transition to q a so if you're listening on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my talk about the possibility of factions returning in Season of the Worthy. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at Rage.com, and that'll bring you right to the Twitch channel. We're going to jump right into the questions. Probably going to be a little bit of a long one today. It like a lot of questions got submitted. Simon says, what would you like to see in factions? Keep it original or change stuff? You guys are going to have to start learning maybe to hold off on questions until I do the talk. This entire question is answered in the talk. I talked about ways to improve, ways to combine the old system with the new system, and give you that reason to log in each week, but as well to check out the rally itself. So I don't want to repeat all of that every time these questions come. So maybe if you're going to go for the generic questions like this, maybe wait until I do the talk, because you'll probably get your actual uh, answer in the, in the video uh, itself. Gun it Pirate. Says, could Bungie bring back the constant faction model a la D1 as opposed to the D1 D2 limited interaction with Rally? The limited time model felt force as opposed to the slow grind model. I personally felt more of a connection to factions in D1. Yeah, again, this one's answered in the video. I think a hybrid of both. I think a lot of the times we make the mistakes here of like we look at D1, we were talking about D1 raid loot philosophy this morning, and people thinking like, oh, static rolls would be better. And I actually think pulling from D1 and D2 is where you're going to get the best results so we talked about ways they could pull from both old style raid loot philosophy and the new style and kind of bring out a better system I think a very very similar line of thinking would improve factions, we don't need to absolutely go back and like make it exactly like D1 or make it exactly like D2 I think a hybrid of the two would be the best approach Xbox Tough Guy is the fractal line generation per character or account uh, it's gonna be per account. I don't see why they would do that. The actual uh, the actual way that they do uh, th- the way they do it is you're you're raising a global score, an account level score on the tower Obelisk. so I don't see why they would pay you out per character. Um, somebody in chat says, I did find the text that says the tower will pay out Fractaline. I concede and apologize truly. I don't want people, uh, screwed over. That's fine. We were having a debate before Q&A, before the video, and I was being pretty hard on somebody. I was like, I don't want misinformation spread. There's been some confusion about the Fractaline from the tower. Since it's account-based in the triumphs and when you go to the tower it's account based you go to the the, the tower obelisk and the, and the resonance power is the same on all the planetary obelisk rank is the same on all uh, I don't see why they would do it per character that would be really strange it all seems to be linked to an undergirded account level system and therefore so will the fractal line that you're awarded week to week bastion says if factions are to make a return? How could Bungie innovate on factions factions related story missions or strikes, crucible playlists, lore related what each faction is currently doing? This is a good question to ask. I didn't get this specific in the talk so you could definitely take a you know, let's go down into the into the the intentionality here. Okay, there would need to be bounties that might take you into different places. Represent your faction in PvP, represent your faction in strikes or the public space or something to that effect. This is where I do think, we've talked about this before with Zavala and Shaxx, daily, weekly, and monthly objectives I think are helpful. Get away from Triumphs. I think going to the NPC and checking on a daily, weekly, and monthly objective that is more of a big picture thing that maybe grants... XP boosts for that week or the monthly objective maybe grants a shader or something. This would be a way to create more of that idea of you doing something very specific for the factions and seeing that result in raising rank and getting items from them. Uh, With respect to you know, strikes, story missions, crucible, stuff like that, I don't think they need to create a bunch of new stuff. I think that might be asking a little bit too much, like, suddenly creating lore and story missions and strikes specific for factions, or crucible mode specific for factions. Like, I don't I don't see that being um, particularly necessary, but it might be cool to say, hey, you representing Dead Orbit, here's a bunch of stuff to go do in Crucible. Uh, there could be one weekly uh, for PvE and one weekly for PvP for bounties, and I know people are like, oh, I'm sick of doing bounties, in general, I would say factions. The bounties could be pretty basic. Go and just do stuff representing us, and then these bounties give you a kickstart of XP for the rank, and the rank rewards are worth it. I, d- I don't know how else you would like Destiny, uh, you know, to iterate on the idea of an NPC and a weekly daily grind. Like that's kind of that's it. You know, I, I would ask the people that are like, oh please, no more bounties. Well, then okay, you step up to the plate and make a suggestion then if you bring back factions with no bounties with no weapon frames with no nothing what are they coming back for what are they doing like what's the purpose of them showing up if it's just to sell guns that randomly roll every week i got news for you that's not a good look that's we don't want to be buying god rolls from the tower so i'm curious i'm curious at the people that don't like bounties what would you like to see Uh, and you know went back challenges challenges were just bounties (laughs) it just didn't go in your inventory it was on your screen when you ran strikes and stuff so I don't really know how folks expect the, the, the game to expand and grow without using sort of the existing systems I would be like saying I'm sick of strikes or I'm sick of going to planets or I'm sick of public events or I'm sick of patrols like these are just things that are in the game I think one of the, maybe the leading reasons that people say they're sick of bounties is because maybe they focus on them too heavily because they were such a good way to level. And then they get kind of burnt out on them. If they were more complimentary uh, to your grind, it's possible that folks might not feel so burnt out or so like, or, or just so driven to, I must do them. Uh, if it was more of a complimentary thing, like, I don't need to do these. And part of that's on the players too. Uh, you can level by just playing and getting drops and doing, and doing, you know, things. But I do think activities need better XP payout so that if I'm running strikes all day, I don't feel like, well, I didn't grab any bounties, so that was a waste of my time. XP activity payout compared to bounty XP payout does need to be a little bit more uh, complementary. Presently, it does feel very top-heavy of, like, stacking yourself full of bounties, popping them with your buddies, and really, really leveling up while activities do virtually nothing for you. BB Bay, do you think it's possible there's a story reason as to why faction rallies went away? I have a theory that the Drifter is actually Lysander from the Corcoran. and since there, I'm going past this question. I don't want to read your theory. Sorry. It's a book and it's lore driven. So I'm going to be like, uh, cool theory is probably my conclusion. I'm not trying to be rude, but I, I don't get into that kind of stuff. Uh, TX Blue, how do you feel about paying for removed content to return? I mean, this is where they need to be careful. I didn't put this in my video, but I don't think this would be something that would cost money. I think factions and Faction Rally would be tantamount to anybody could go interact with the obelisks. It would be very similar. Um, I don't think it would need... You would need to be careful... you would need to be careful because if people feel like, "Oh, I got to pay to get factions back," you took factions away. I got to get, I got to pay to get access to faction rally. Faction rally and factions would need to feel like Iron Banner, something that just happens in the game. It's 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 a free update. You know, it's just something that is uh, that's going on that you can take part of if you want or not. That's why then factions would then have to be tied to the seasonal activity, the same way that the obelisks were tied to the seasonal activity. You couldn't get into Sundial, right? You couldn't get into Sundial, but you could do the obelisks. And then those of us that had the DLC, they went together. So Xbox uh, says, hey, sorry to go off topic, but do you have any advice for advancing a Twitch channel after gaining Twitch affiliation? Nope, not right now. I don't. Ginja three hundred. Do you think Bungie should make new weapon archetypes for weapons as opposed to making new weapons for existing ones? The wave grenade launcher was really neat this season. It would be nice to see some variation of the weapons. Big Mo with 34 months, dude. Thank you so much, dude. Almost three years of support. Um I don't know if I don't know if they need to focus on new archetypes. My concern about new archetypes is a couple of things. The, number one, the differences between, you know, let's say they introduce like a new hand cannon, pull, scout auto rifle, any, any gun you could think of, any primary gun that you can think of, they introduce a new archetype there's not a whole lot they can do that would make it feel dramatically different and I would say new futuristic style weapons is a better approach, they could lean into trace rifles and fusion rifles and maybe even move swords to the energy slot Except for exotics. And then start making new sword types that do different things. Bleeding swords, knockback swords, things like that. Uh, fusion rifles could could afford a lot more done to them. Perks and things that make them viable but unique and, and feel, you know, feel cool and futuristic. Legendary Trace rifles would be good. I just worry that there's not much you can do with a hand cannon or an auto rifle or a scout kind of hasn't already been visited an adjustment on their rate per fire, you know their fire rates and some other base stats is it going to feel that dramatically different yeah, probably not um i remember hand cannons in d1 there were the fast firing ones you could get that one at you know um new monarchy had it and nobody even used it there was no reason to it wasn't good anywhere wasn't good in crucible wasn't worth using in pve um unfortunately there's a lot of weapons right now that just land in like a really happy spot and they hit well and they do good damage good range they're good you know they're adaptable i would say the ostringer hand cannon is a good example and if you go from one extreme to another you know if ostringer is more in the middle and you slow things down to any slower than a 110 Yikes! If you speed things up and you go really fast, you're turning the hand cannon into a sidearm because you would, of necessity, have to lower its impact, its damage, its range. It would get unstable and all that. So it would probably just feel like a sidearm. And so I think this is where it gets problematic. The other... Like, think about it like this. The archetypes would start to infringe on each other. If you tried to make a sidearm really, really strong and shoot a little bit slower, you're just making a hand cannon. If you would try to make an auto rifle shoot really, really fast and be more of a gut buster, you're just making an SMG. If you tried to slow down the SMG to make it have a little bit more range and stability and feel really good as a rapid fire weapon, you're just making an auto rifle. I auto rifle. Do you see how they would infringe upon each other? Um... And I think that's why oh, m- new archetypes would be, I think challenging to make them feel unique. So I would say leaning into the futuristic style weapons and even futuristic style perks would be better than what we presently do, which is just trying to do new fancy perks on existing archetypes. It'd be cooler. I think to lean in, um, I, I, I to, to, lean into those futuristic, the trace rifles, the fusion rifles, the linear fusion rifles and the swords those just feel like futuristic sci-fi weapons and everybody's running around with hand cannons and shotguns a lot of the time you know it's cool to use the the, 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 the space magic weapons just enough are the obelisk weapon frames bugged the inventory capped is supposed to be four but you can buy six or seven frames uh, and only four of the others um yeah there's a couple that uh, apparently you can buy like seven of the perfect paradox which is kind of weird um, give us lightsabers yeah so you can buy like seven of the perfect paradox and we don't have clarity. There is somewhere where we don't have clarity. The twenty five percent flat, you know, completion amount that you get on a frame bounty that's in your inventory. We don't know if that's 25% every time you contribute to the Empyrean Foundation, meaning if you had seven Perfect Paradoxes, you know, frames in your inventory, that after you donated 400 of the Fractaline to the Foundation, that's 100 each time, would those four contributions give you 25% four times, which is complete all those bounties? We don't know. I've been cautioning people to think it's probably a one-time thing, Others have been saying, no, it's probably going to be a completing them because at that point, you're not giving your Fractaline to the frames um, and not getting any weapons. That's a way for you to get the weapons. I think that's decent logic. It's a way to slice off some of the Fractaline, still get a benefit from it, instead of just dumping all of it into the, the Empyrean Foundation and seeming to get nothing for it. This is a way for you to get weapons rhythmically, while also slightly shortchanging your contributions by having to buy them you know, for 10 Fractaline apiece flying mangoes. If factions end up sticking around similar to D1, what kind of rewards should they be giving that are worthwhile? I know we don't want them ending up like planetary NPCs. Yeah, planetary NPCs are a bit of a cautionary tale for Bungie that, you know, if you do too many NPCs, you're going to struggle to give them all purpose. I still think they could do things with the planetary NPCs, but that remains to be a discussion that might feel like they're adding way too much. If every season, all of the NPCs are getting an update, that's an absurd amount of things that the lion share of the community might not pay any attention to, right? So if every single planetary NPC gets a gun and an ornamental set or an armor set every season, I don't see Bungie being able to make that much stuff. And then number two how much of the community would completely ignore, ignore those NPCs. But with respect to factions, certainly could see them coming back to their true form, truer to their original form of they're in the tower, they're always around, your allegiance to them and you're leveling them comes with benefits. The spirit of the factions just needs to be recaptured. It doesn't necessarily need to be super substantive, but there needs to be some reason to be grinding and checking out, you know, their their stuff on a, you know, daily, weekly, or monthly basis. I thought it was free. Dumbing Fractaline and Obelisks got me a good last hope. Will donating to the Foundation give rewards? We were just speculating on how that is, how that's gonna work. You know, are they gonna auto-complete those frames or not? Uh, Jerka says, what are factions? If you go to the tower right now, and you go to the hangar there's a little room you can go up into that has an Axo sitting in a chair and there's fwc on the walls that's future war cult if you go down around the corner on your way to where Zer sometimes is in the hangar on your way there there's a dude looking like he's wearing like goth makeup and he's for dead orbit and the new monarchy is all the way on the other side if you go to where hawthorne is down to her right almost a mirror you go down to her left there's ikora if you go down to her right um, there is new monarchy And those are the factions. And in D1, the factions represented, you know, places you could pledge your allegiance and get rewards and guns and armor and things that looked like that faction. Dragons. Uh, Ken. Lono, do you think that they should do something like in D1? Factions are always here and continually give us rep. Yeah, we already addressed this question. Limited. How do you think that they could improve factions? Already addressed this question as well in the talk, and I've given a couple answers here as well about ways to bring the two, the best of both worlds together. Secluded. If I, in fact... Uh, if I'm sorry, if in fact factions do return, will I even, will it even benefit the game in the sense of worth doing for folks that have everything end game has to offer? Here's what I think is happening. I think we are developing, um, a portion of the community that I'm going to call, I'm going to call these folks the burnt out cynics. They're burnt out. They've done so much and they've earned so much and played so much. That it doesn't matter what they add—a new activity, new armor sets, new god rolls—they don't care. They've kind of, they've kind of gotten to the end of the road, and they don't know if they want to play anymore. And I don't know if those folks are the best measure of the content's quality. Um, I definitely think that the burnout cynics tend to look at everything as if it has no value and no purpose because they're just sort of like, I what why. There's just this shrug-shoulder, cynical sort of, why, why bother, why, what's the point? And to a certain extent, I I don't know if there's ever going to be an answer to those folks. Having an endgame capstone for you to, like, you know, invest in your armor and invest in your stats and chase god rolls, having endgame capstone, sure, I could see there being something like that done. That's sort of absent in the game right now. But if they decide to bring back factions, or they decide to do... You know trials comes back i think i think having that sort of cynical sort of what's the point why attitude it just isn't helpful you could say that about anything why anything in destiny why any dlc why any raid why any new destination why any new activity why any new loot pool because people like destiny and they want more destiny fundamentally i think that's what a lot of this breaks down to uh, Balatorn If I recall, Trials was the only hardcore... for Only for hardcore PvP players, am I correct? It wasn't necessarily only for hardcore PvP players. I think the era of Trials right before Rise of Iron was probably the best era. Um... Uh... I would say... I would say... I would say that... That is that is the best era, because you could do the bounties and you could have lots of casuals in there, just kind of playing trials and getting bounties, and I think that that was really, uh, really helpful uh, this guy Vertical says like people who just answer questions instead of playing the game, you're right you know, I, I don't I don't play the game except I'm almost level 19 on my artifact and I have lots of god rolls already, I'm gonna get 14,000 fractaline per week I'm 198 on the season pass but you're right, I don't I don't play. That all just, I guess, happened uh, by accident. Um, I must be really, really lucky and somehow got all those levels and all those things done by not playing. And hopefully, you're intelligent enough to sense the sarcasm in my voice as you weren't intelligent enough to make a good comment in chat. Secluded. If in factions, if they do return, is it even? Oh, I'm sorry, we already read that one. Antrax says, "Should Bungie add a special exotic for each faction?" Um, I could definitely see them doing something to the effect of like, remember when they did the exotic, uh, e- exotic uh, marks, exotic class items and stuff? I I could see, I could definitely see them doing something like that. I don't know what that does though. Uh, if, if they look really cool then do they need to be exotic? I would say they could do really dope class items and then I, maybe the exotic is just it does something to us mentally we're like ooh it's cool and I can wear two exotics Like it w- you wouldn't want it to have exotic level perks on it obviously that'd be kind of weird you could wear two exotics allowing us to wear two exotics and one of them is a class item to like b- take on the banner of our of our faction I would say a better option would be an exotic ornament for our our mark or our class item. So I could go in here. I could click on any class item I want. I could come down here, and it would be the first ever exotic ornament. So instead of being purple, it would be it would be exotic. So you could wear whatever you want down here, and then you could just change the uh, change the ornament. LL Brood says, if I started playing D2 in the beginning of Black Armory, what were the flaws of Faction Rally? So, I thought Faction Rally was fine and I'm going to tell you what everybody else didn't like. Um, and I guess I can be fair and, and add some criticism here cuz it what they were it was pretty shallow in what they did. It was almost all entirely focused on running public space public events. Um, the guns were okay, the armor was just... The, the armor was the, the definition of a reskin. People would pointing to those eras of like, look how much armor we got. And it's like, okay, so... But Dead Orbit's armor was literally the armor from the EDZ. And then you could change the paint job on it by unlocking the ornaments. The ornaments weren't even ornaments. They were literally just... It was a paint job change. It was the same armor, okay? It was the same armor. So... So all that all, all that being said, I, I think those were some of the those were some of the criticisms that people made. It was just focused on grinding public space, public events. The token payout um, for certain events made no sense. If you ran the raid, you got like nothing. Um, and you could run public events and make a higher turnover. Then they added renown, and people hated renown because the more you did, the higher the renown went, the weaker you were. So if you tried to run escalation protocol, people got really frustrated by that. I thought renown was a really cool idea, and it made it made lost sectors suddenly feel like they were very very different. They were actually challenging, and you had to pay attention because renown made you weaker and made them stronger. It was like an on the fly um, it was like an on the fly contest modifier. So I, I actually thought. Renown was a cool idea, but you know, people didn't like it. Um, so they could do something they could do something different this time around in the spirit of that. I, I don't think that I don't know. It was it was a lost sector grind, it was a public space grind, and so I think they could add more nuance to it. They could make them feel more like a traditional NPC, so you are maybe doing some patrols and lost sectors and pub events, but maybe you're also running strikes. Maybe you're also just, you know, going into Crucible, uh, or, you know, running, maybe again, tying it to the new activity, whatever the new activity is. Paracito says, could factions be used as a vendor refresh? Taking into account the seasonal model, faction vendors can be refreshed every three Months. Yeah, I, I I, don't want to ignore Zavala and Shax though. If factions come back and faction rallies come back, I don't want it to feel like, oh, another season where Zavala and Shax don't get anything. I think there's some very basic things I could do to Zavala and Shax to make them feel like they're getting a little something something every three months. And as you're saying, the only dilemma that they would run into with factions would probably be the armor sets. There's only so much you can do. So what, what I would say a good format and a structure would be September lands and there's a big DLC and the factions should get all new armor at that point in time. And then all the subsequent seasons would be grinding for ornaments that change their appearance in a marginal way or it's a paint job thing. Again, it's free, it's factions, you can't ask for too much. But they'd be ornaments, it'd be an ornamental system on top of the once a year armor set that they would deliver uh, and they would do that in September. And then the guns you would trickle out I don't know, this is where it gets kind of touchy because this is where you're gonna get way, way too many guns in the game. So if I did faction rally hybrid as I've talked about, you would need to do at least three guns per faction per season. So you had one gun to roll out each faction rally for each faction. So, you know, Dead Orbit has a shotgun and then New Monarchy has a hand cannon and future War cult has a sidearm. And that's their, for that faction rally, that's their gun. And then it goes away and comes back the next time, rolls down into the general pool of that faction, so you can try and get it outside of faction rally. And then another gun gets introduced. So that's four, four seasons times nine. That's 36 guns a year just for factions. You're going to start to get another... Th- you're, you're going to start to really compound an existing problem, which is a very bloated loot pool. Um, more and more, I, I really do think more and more folks are going to come over to my side of things and be like, yeah, there's got to be a way to thin out the loot pool. We need a pruning. We need a pruning, an 18-month pruning or something because you're always going to have this moment of you guys are going to add 36 guns to factions over the next 12 months. You're going to add, what, if they did, if they did two... 2 for Zavala and 2 for Shaxx every season. That's 4 times the 4, that's 16. So that's another 16 on top of the 36. So that's what, that's 52. And that's not even including all of the DLC content, the activities, the season pass, the ornaments in the season pass, the armor sets in the season pass. Um, More and more, I just think Bungie's gonna really really have to emphasize to us that there's gotta be some form, there has to be some form of of loot pool pruning that happens every 12 to 18 months or something to free up space and to let us chase new stuff uh because if not you're always going to be in the situation of well i don't need any of those weapons you know i have so many already people are already feeling that now people are already feeling that now people argued and, and this is where people argue out of both sides here. And I, I, I ran into this on Fireteam chat where Destin's like, I already have god roll weapons. I don't need any of these. So he doesn't care about any of the new stuff. Why? Because he's being allowed to keep his existing stuff. But then he also doesn't want to grind the artifact and mess around with builds on the artifact because they're going to take that away every season. So it's like, I'm going to argue for the ability to keep stuff, but then I'm going to use the stuff that I get to keep as an argument against the new content. It's like, it's convoluted. It's like, let me keep all my awesome stuff every season, Bungie. Okay, we'll do that. Well, Bungie, now that I have all this awesome stuff, I don't care about any of the new stuff. It's just like, they can't win at that point. They either invalidate everything you've chased, which is what they do on the artifact. They reset it every season, and people don't like that. If they invalidate that, people complain, but then that gives an opportunity for you to try out new builds the next season. If they let you keep all your guns, I mean, you can right now run a Midnight Coup and an Eikolosh shotgun. Still, to this day, would be just fine in all top-level content. And, and when you're carrying that, it's really hard for you to care about any of the new stuff. And folks have continued to argue against me. No, they should not take our guns away. No, they should not, you know, re- no, they should not reset what we're carrying and what we're using. And it's like, okay, but be careful what you wish for because the more bloated the loot pool gets, the more guns you have just stowed and tucked away, some under the mattress, some under your pillow, some in the vault, you got god rolls coming out of your ears, it's gonna be really hard for Bungie to make you care about anything. You know, what guns and what roles are you going to chase come September? Are you going to give a frick about anything? And so I get where people are coming from. But in a loot based game, you have to understand there's got to be seasons of the old passing away and the new becoming the prized thing to chase. Um, You know, people say, oh, I would stop playing if they did a reset, if they got rid of everything. I don't think they need to go in and push a detonation button where all of a sudden everything you have, uh, you know, everything you have with respect to your guns, your armor, your everything. I definitely don't want to go in and press the nuke button, but you don't think like, I don't know, in September of 2020, they couldn't say, you know, it's been three years. We're going to retire everything from year one. We're just going to retire it all. And we're going to have some of those things come back with random rolls, right? We're going to retire all your static roll levy guns. We're going to retire, you know, all of, uh, all the, all the escalation protocol guns. We're going to repurpose those and have those come back with random rolls, you know? So it's the same, it's taking up the same amount of space in the database, but like those weapons would become, you know, weathered and gone. And I know people don't like that idea, but one of the most celebrated times in D1's history was the Taken King, where they were like all your old stuff's not good anymore here's all the new stuff and so this is gonna be just like the pinnacle weapons are becoming a problem video that I made or the Icolos shotgun needs nerf video that I made or uh, you know the recluse is a problem you know whatever whatever it, with enough time people slowly start to realize they're like man Lono's right I'm literally sitting in what looks like a ball pit of weapons like you're just sitting in a ball pit but instead of balls, it's guns. You're just like sitting in this, 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 you're like buried. You're like Scrooge McDuck, but instead of coins, you're just sw- swimming in weapons. I don't think it's feasible for the future of the franchise to continue to allow that. Um,. TTK wasn't love for that. It was love despite that. I mean, maybe according to you, I think a lot of people love that fresh feeling of I'm running strikes in the greens and blues that drop matter again. I just, there was something about that. Recapturing that romance of a new RPG where every drop matters. I, you know, I'm using all kinds of all different guns and stuff I, we, we lose that we I think we lose that romance we just get so transactional this late stage that I think that's one of the reasons people turn their nose up to almost everything Bungie does because they're like I have everything I need there's no there's no pruning pruning hurts Right or hurts it would be like ah oh, they just took away blah 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 yeah but there's new stuff to chase there's new guns to go after so, and what Big Daddy Patty is saying is likely what they're gonna do they're gonna do a Guns 2.0 and all of your previous loot is going to feel fine but, slightly inferior and I think that's the best way to bruise you, they're not gonna be able to prune you like, oh we're gonna prune it and take it away they're gonna give you a bruise, ooh, ah that hurt mmm, that's kinda sore these guns aren't as good The new, the new weapons seem better yeah, go chase them then, it's a looter shooter, like just continuing to use the same weapons for forever i don't think is 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 gonna help the game expand they've got to be able to scale the weapons and give you grind reasons every season and they can't do that if you're clutching two-year-old weapons to the grave um modest crown should they bring faction tokens back also what do you think about weekly monthly seasonal pledging yeah, I would say seasonal pledging is fine because here's a good reason why they wouldn't necessarily have to do massive updates to the armor every season because after an entire year, you would have plenty of time to get your warlock kind of rotated through all the factions. It'd be something new to do every season. All right, now I got to start getting everything for my warlock uh, future war call. I just moved him. Um, I think seasonal pledge would be the right call. And people are like, oh man, oh, come on. It needs to be slightly meaningful. Um, so ginger 300 do you think something like a faction pass would be a good way to introduce factions make players pledge to a faction for a season faction themed cosmetics yeah literally just talked about how a season long pledge would be the right call I think uh, Papa Deek was six, uh, 16 months and Cynic Dark with 47 months thank you sir uh, nerve rack Do you think if factions are around more permanently but also had rallies, maybe rallies would try to give people more favorable roles or higher masterwork progress on roles that you're grinding for? I don't think you need to get too complicated here like, oh, I didn't get a god roll because I didn't go for it during the rally and then when the weapon drops into the, the general loot pool of the faction all of a sudden your likelihood of getting a god roll like goes into the toilet. I don't think that would be the right call. I think rhythmic urgency is good. I don't want to double down and be like well, rhythmic urgency, this is one of the best times to get the weapon but also, it's going to increase likelihood of god roll and increase likelihood of this and that and other things. Like, you got to be careful when uh when something's going to be you know limited um you know something's going to be limited time you don't want that limited time to be compounded by also saying that the roles and the potential value of the items are going to go up as well haibusa says lono is a person who didn't get good rng on catalyst and wasn't present at the time of factions were a thing i'm asking do you think faction catalyst will be returning well, they certainly haven't rolled out. Have all the faction catalysts been rolled out or, or some still remaining? I think they've all been rolled out. I don't know if they'd want to bring that back. If they do bring it back, that would be a sign that probably factions are going to be a more permanent addition uh, in, the, in the game. I wouldn't think that they would just come back as like a temporary thing. Um, so. Parasito. Do vendors need their own location for activities? Tacking their goals onto existing activities could be seen as reused content or lack of effort, considering how people already think each season is somewhat dry. I can appreciate where you're coming from, Paris, but we gotta be reasonable. Uh, it, you know, it's it's every three months, and so if they're gonna do... It, if they're gonna do $10 content every three months, I just think people are gonna have to grow accustomed to existing, existing playlists, existing locations, these sorts of things are likely going to be the continued theme of, of, of how they do, of how they do things. And the way I've said this, you know, recently is this, if we have to wait 12 months for shadow keep, okay. Or 12 months for forsaken, we then need to draw all of our expectations back. So if it takes 12 months to get shadow keep and forsaken, Okay. Turn the knob backwards now and say, Here's where my expectations should land for waiting three months for content. Okay, 12 months, I get Shadow Keep, Forsaken, Taken King. Roll that dial back and say, Oh, three months. Picture it like wrapping paper. When you're trying to wrap a present, right? And they got that nice grid on the back and they got those nice squares. And you roll out the wrapping paper and you got 12 squares. That wrapping paper can cover a pretty good sized present, a pretty good sized box. Now roll the wrapping paper back and only allow yourself three boxes. Like give yourself a little visual of like, what could they conceivably do? Like how much wrapping paper am I really gonna get with just these three boxes? I really do think the time between seasons has got to be constantly put in front of people Is like a, man, our expectations have got to be w- w- way more reasonable. I get what you're saying. I'm sure people will say that. Oh, they brought back factions, but all they do is make us go into strikes in the public space. Okay, but my pushback would be, look how much there is in the game right now. And people are like, so much to do, no reason to do it. And then if Bungie brings back factions, and they're like, well, now now there's a reason to go to all the different planets. Now there's a reason to go to Nessus, or a reason to run Escalation Protocol, or whatever. And and, and then people are like, oh, that's just a reskin. Do you see? Like, Bungie can't can't win to a certain extent, because people are like, there's so much to do in the game, and there's no reason to do it. If Bungie suddenly tries to inject reasons to go into these places and these old pieces of content, people cry foul too. They're like, oh, that's just reskin. That's not new content. It's like, but that they can't win then they can't win at that point they either don't repurpose all the content so it sits dormant and derelict and people are like well there's tons to do and no reason to do it or they repurpose the content so there is a reason to do it and then people say it's just a reskin stop doing three month seasons do four or six no player based numbers man Y'all aren't going to win. Anybody carrying the flag of trying to adjust the rhythm of season, going to a DLC format like we used to with Osiris and Warmind or House of Wolves and Dark Below, if you want to go to the DLC format, or if you want to space out the seasons, you're not going to get your way. I just don't think so. It, they, they already struggle to, to eliminate drought. Like if you look at the calendars, the calendars are always top-heavy, super top-heavy. Beginning of the season is just jam-packed, and then it gets really thin as we get to the end, and then it happens again, boom, really top-heavy, really thick, and then it gets really thinned out. That would that would feel worse if there were suddenly more months in between, and the question you'd have to ask is, well, if Bungie goes to every four months instead of every three, okay, what would that do? That'd be three seasons. That'd be three seasons a year as opposed to four. Presently, there's four seasons: season of the Undying, uh, season of Dawn, and then we have Unworthy in the summer. We have four seasons because they land every three months. If you suddenly flip that, right? It, if you if you three times four is twelve, right? So if you would do it every four months you'd end up with a three season year so you would have gotten shadow keep and then you would have waited until basically january to get season of dawn and then you would wait until like april or may to get the next season and then there's your three seasons and then then ne- and then all of a sudden may or whatever june i guess three months i'm sorry no four months after may would be the ninth would be september there'd be three seasons per year I don't think they're going to do that because I don't know if that extra month buys them that much. Like, the idea being, think about it like this. Just think about it like this with me. If you take all of the content they made for for Black, oh, I'm sorry, for, uh, for Forsaken, Black Armory, Drifter, Opulence, okay, four seasons, spread out over a year, and they had extra bandwidth and help, okay? If you take all that content and you just move the goalposts of when the seasons begin and end, and we get the same amount of content, you're not gonna change the droughts. You're not gonna change the dry spells. Think about it. Remove the calendar from your mind for a second. Just remove it from your mind and just look at Shadow Keep and what it delivered, what Dawn is delivering, and then imagine, you know, Season of the Worthy in the summer. Just imagine that span of like 10 months, 12 months of content, all right? and just reach in and change the goalposts of seasons. It's the same amount of content. What's it matter? They're not going to suddenly make more content because you've changed the seasonal goalposts. Forsaken's year was the best year by far, though. No, I completely disagree. Drifter was an absolute bomb. Leveling was awful, and so new returning player acquisition was terrible because of the terrible leveling, and Drifter bombed. And for, and and honestly, Black Armory was great. And then we waited until Menagerie, and Menagerie was great. But content-wise, the content was—I would say—the content. Well, we don't know yet because we haven't gotten out of the the. We haven't gotten out of the current season. The seasons could get better. Presently, I think you could compare Season of Dawn with Black Armory. I do because the the forge the forges were mind-numbingly basic. Sundial is more substantive more varied and different than the Forges. The Forges didn't even have bosses. They were like public event bosses that came out. And I know that's probably not that much different in Sundial because they're just Scions. Um So I I don't know and that just becomes subjective. I don't want to get lost into a rabbit hole of subjectivity because there might be people that thought Black Armory was terrible and Drifter was great and a lot of us would be like, what? But it's just subjective. So by and large if you're going to talk about content substance at a time where they had more bandwidth, you're cheating because they don't have that bandwidth anymore. So, of course, the content substance in Menagerie in that time period was probably better because they could offload some of the development uh, bandwidth. It also isn't helpful to read Luke Smith's director's cut where he says, that was really hard on the company. We, meeting, meeting those content deliveries was really hard on the company. And to say, well, it was better back then than it is now, you guys should just do less seasons. That isn't gonna change how much they can deliver. I I don't I don't think so. I, I think we just continue to ask for things that are I, I really do feel like so much of our suggestions and our complaints are wasted breath because we're either dealing with a bandwidth limitation, they just don't have enough people to develop that kind of content, or the rhythmic logistical suggestion is built around players that represent a minority. So most of the people that would that would throw in and agree with a lot of what's being said in chat about do less seasons we need more content, this isn't good enough a lot of you are are saying that on the heels of playing more than 90% of the community, so there's a handful of problems here, number one you're not even in line with the expectations Luke Smith tried to set out, so to a certain degree you're wasting your time Luke Smith made it clear that what we got in the annual pass last year isn't feasible, so Try to swallow that pill and get over it because that's not that's not changing. So saying last time was better than now, yeah, probably, right? That's like saying Taken King was better than Rise of Iron, right? They had more people working on it. It was a bigger deliverable than Rise of Iron, okay? Okay, I guess we're supposed to say okay to that. It's not going to change anything. They're not going to be able to go back to where they were. They don't have Vicarious Visions and High Moon Studios, we can either choose to accept that reality and accept that the substance won't be quite what it was in the past, or we can continue to say, "Why isn't it as good as it was back then?" Ignoring basic facts. Um, so, in light of that, I don't think we can we can uh, uh, assume or presume or ask for more substance at this time. At this time, second content rhythm. Player-based numbers seem to indicate that the content rhythm last year was actually less liked and less engaged with than the present content rhythm. The present content rhythm seems to be having a healthier rhythm and more predictable, sustainable rhythm of PvE players than last year. Last year was always like a, everybody would come back and check it out for the first week and then just, they would just crash and burn. Now we're just maintaining pretty healthy, steady PvE numbers. We're in February and close to a million people played PvE yesterday. That's absurd. We've never had that kind of uh, sustained PvE numbers. Bungie's also making more money out of the Eververse than they were in Forsaken, 100%. There's no way to know that. I don't know if there were any revenue reports run back then about how much they were making from Eververse. Obviously, anything they made from Eververse was a revenue share with Activision, so it's likely that you're right. However, just because you suddenly have a million dollars in your bank account doesn't mean you can suddenly have a house. You can't go in and remodel your house to be a million dollar house overnight, it's going to take time for them to say here are predictable revenue streams coming into the company. This means we can either start to outsource, expand, or deliver more content by putting more, hiring more teams bolstering bandwidth. Just because in the quarter last year following Keep and their jettison from Activision, there are reports coming out that they made good money from Eververse doesn't mean you're going to see an immediate return on that right now. Like, well come on Bungie, you guys made a bunch of money in the Eververse. Surely that means season of dawn should have been twice the size that it was no season of dawn was loaded in the hopper and probably ready to go and going through quality testing and and debugging well well before they even knew what they were making well before they they knew what they were making from eververse and eververse is not guaranteed money so they have to make sure those rhythms hold if those rhythms hold, they could start outsourcing. They could maybe find companies that are familiar with their... with Because they've worked with companies before, right? I don't know if it was only been High Moon and Vicarious. Yeah, but then your argument essentially is this is minimal content is the best they can do instead of this con is great, look at the players. You're no See, now you're misunderstanding what I'm saying, Flame. The logistical delivery is working. The content rhythm is working. And I attribute that... the player base numbers the substance of the content i i agree is lower than it was in the past and could increase however this is likely the best we're going to get every three months also, I think we're overcritical because of the layer, the the, the the rhythm with which we play. I think the average player is f- is happy and fine and playing. So I think we're overly critical. We get out too big of a microscope on this because we play way more than everybody else. And second, you start wanting to fault the rhythm of the content, and the rhythm of the content is clearly working because the player base numbers are healthier. So, I if if. If you, if you want to go back, number one, there's a, there's a, there's significant things in, 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 the way of doing that. They don't have the bandwidth. They so they can't go back to the substance that we used to get. If you want to change the rhythm, I think the player base numbers are also in your way. I don't think Bungie's going to look at the player base numbers and draw the conclusions that you're drawing. We need to change the logistical structure and deliver content less often. I just don't think so. I really don't. There's some easy, small adjustments that could be made for the current system, but overall, it's working for the vast majority of the player base. If you're bored, that's on you. To a certain extent, the boredom, I do believe, is is more on players that have been around a long time, they're experiencing franchise fatigue, or they played so much that they didn't leave themselves anything to do in January, and the lion share of the player base seems fine to boot up and play, and we're probably going to see another surge of play numbers this week because of, the, cause of the, uh, the, uh, the challenge, the community challenge. So... I, you're free to think that. You're free to think. Oh, it was better before. Oh, I wish they. Di- I wish they delivered the content differently. I wish they delivered it less often and it was more substantive. You are free to think that. I think there are significant barriers from that ever happening. I think the ship. The ship has its. It has its trajectory, and this rudder ain't turning. This is where we're going. We are. We are going toward a seasonal hobbyist model where the hardcores get to the end of the the, the finish line first. Get bored and complain and then likely come back every season um and i think bungie's probably happy with that it's probably better that the 10 percent that play a lot get to the finish line first and are bored on the back end of the season as opposed to what happened last annual pass where everybody came in at the beginning of the season and a huge swath of the player base was like this is too slow this is too arduous i'm not playing i had way more people on my YouTube, Twitter, here in chat, saying, I'm not playing. That was like the narrative last annual pass. So the hardcore players, sure, might have felt like the substance was better because it took longer to get things done, the leveling was, you know, was more drawn out. But, in general, I just, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any way we're going back to that substance or format. I just don't think it's possible. I don't think it's technologically possible, and I don't think Bungie's going to be motivated to do that. Um, so... T-Funk, should Faction Rally still be a uh, a free event? Well, they could do it like the Obelisk. Like I said, there could be elements of it that are free. There are elements of the Obelisk that are free, but it was tied to an overarching bigger thing for the season that did cost money. So... Soul Harvester. You don't need to feel bad, Paris. A lot of what I was just doing was going going back and forth with Flame, more than your question. It springboarded a good conversation. I hear where Flame's coming from. I really, truly do. There's a lot of people, I think, in the, in the upper echelons of play habits that think like he does. I just am trying to be real with folks. I think there's a lot of things keeping your desires from ever coming to fruition, if that's what you want to see happen with the game. Uh, Soul Harvester. If factions come back, do you think simply bringing forward the old weapons and armor at first would be enough? Or do you think they would need to do new things to stay away from the Iron Banner armor controversy? I, at an armor level, if it's free, I can't, I don't think people can complain if they decide to bring that armor forward and give it the armor 2.0 treatment. I also don't think there's any reason to be upset if they decide to bring any of the weapons back because they'll have random rolls. There were plenty of dope guns back then that would be even better if I could grind for a good random roll. I mean, there were a lot of guns back then that like you look at the roll and you're like, this is trash, you know? i i I, if it's free you know i this is why combing over things like escalation protocol or faction rally and giving it uh, giving it a fresh coat of paint i if as long as it's free i don't i don't really think there's anything there's anything wrong with that there could there could be plenty of activities brought back reset time uh reset happened an hour ago homie remorse 91 if we have a new raid, what do you think it would consist of? I have no idea. It would likely be the size of a raid layer. Uh, I can't see them doing a full-blown raid in the next season. Season of the the worthy. Barracito. Going for the hat trick. If we get the rally event and no raid or vice versa, how should people react? Well... No raid will likely have folks saying what they've been saying when there's no raid content or less raid content. The 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 raid fans will complain. Uh, understandable. It's what they like. Uh, it just isn't going to happen, I don't think. I don't think that they... Um. I don't think that they have the bandwidth to do it. So there's not going to be a raid, and I think folks will complain. If they did a raid... Or no, and no rally, I don't think people would be like, I can't believe you didn't bring back Faction Rally um, I, I, I'm, I I tried to make it very clear in my talk like this is just pure speculation I'm not trying to get everybody wound up like guys, Faction Rally is 100% coming back I'm just saying, of all the things that are likely to quote return this seems to be the most likely contender that, that could see a return that would line up well with them trying to make the game feel like it's changing and alive and not worrying so much about filling the game with story missions and new destinations. Using existing NPCs, existing loot, loot pools would probably be the best approach to filling the game right now. Shane. They recently removed the legacy faction ornaments from collections. Indication of recycling content down the line. Loads of armor or weapons can be repurposed. The legacy faction ornaments from collections have been removed? I didn't realize that. Um, this might be another hint in my corner in prediction. I didn't even know this. Uh, I, I don't even know where... So were those here? Are you sure? I'm still seeing oh i see these extinction ornaments but you're saying the originals is what you're saying the legacy faction ornaments have been removed huh i just realized these are all in here but i can't pull them out couldn't you pull these out at a time i love all the lion stuff for new monarchy so these are in here, and they, look—they've even been classified as an ornament. You see the background image on the thumbnail. This has all been updated. They removed—they removed being able to pull out. Well, that's not fun. Okay, so this may this may bolster my thoughts here that they these have been classified appropriately. Their thumbnails have been updated, so. Somebody went in here and did that, okay? Somebody went in here, I would think, and said these all need reclassified. Their thumbnails need to be updated. I don't think that they just flipped the switch. So when they did the ornament pass to update ornaments, these update these got included in that in that in that thumbnail update, and they can't be pulled from collections, which to me would indicate they have plans for these ornaments. Man, that dead orbit stuff with the dragon and the sword, and oh man. They, they, there's some good looking stuff in here. Um, they didn't remove the ability to pull them out because there was a bug, right? It was a bug. I don't think we, I don't think it was ever intended to be something that we could do. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like this is kind of adding to my my hunch and my feeling that Bungie is going to say, yeah, bring back faction rally because they've they've clearly done some sort of a quality pass on these ornament sets, not just Vanguard, not just Crucible, but they also did it to the factions as well. Uh, Bacon says, apologize if it's off topic. Before factions return, should Bungie consider re, uh, returning strike bosses first? Granted, we have challenging champions in the ordeal, but generally bosses are too fragile, uh, and people just nuke them to bypass, uh, mechanisms. Um, me, personally, it's not enjoyable. I don't see them doing much with strikes anytime soon. The, the the marginal, let's imagine they took your suggestion. They said, all right, let's listen to Bacon here. And let's go into all the strikes and make the boss fights better. I think the risk you take in doing that is those quality of life improvements aren't felt by that many people. Are you suddenly going to determine that you know, strike running is amazing and you want to stay in strikes all day? I would worry that the value transmission wouldn't be spectacular. So it would be a, maybe, and maybe people don't even know it, right? If you're going to do this, I'm not against what you're saying, by the way. I'm just saying that I think it's risky. If they were to do this, there would need to be a loot incentive to drive people into the strikes so they felt these changes. If there's no loot incentive, if there's no driver, if it's just, hey, make them different and more fun, like, I don't think that's good enough. There's got to be a loot driver. So, what you're saying could pair well with maybe factions driving you to strikes, and you're like, yeah, I want to be in strikes, and now that I'm in strikes, I'm noticing that all the boss fights have been changed and updated, you know? By the way, I see a lot of new names in chat. Thank you, guys. If you're brand new and you've been clicking the follow button, I greatly appreciate you doing that. That's an easy way to support my stream. Click that follow button and turn on notifications. Um, really appreciate all the new faces and all the, all the the growth and support lately has been really encouraging. Uh, you can also throw me a follow on Twitter. Uh, you can check out all these episodes. SNTR Presents episodes are available on all on iTunes podcast formats, you know, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, and all those. So you can look up SNTR Presents in all those places if you want to catch these talks and Q&A sessions in other places. Callum, with another question, says, excuse me, if Trials of Osiris appeared only in D1, then we could possibly be seeing the return of some D1 content next season. Okay, I I don't disagree. I don't know what they would bring back. Again, to me, For them to say, Trials of Osiris and more returns, Trials and factions left at the same time. Now if you want to split hairs and be like, yeah, but Lono, Trials of Osiris didn't leave, it was Trials of the Nine. I'll grant you that point, but I don't know what would then return, and for all intents and purposes, I can still make my argument, right, I can still make my argument the factions were in D1 and we don't really have factions right now. Prison of Elders, you know what? That's not a bad prediction. That's not bad. Prison of Elders. They've implemented some of the Prison of Elders areas. One of them's in the Warden of Nothing strike. That's not bad. I'll grant you that one. I don't know if I'm going to make a video about it. I'll consider it. The return of Prison of Elders could be, honestly, the more I think about it, the more I think that might be a better prediction than my prediction, because think about it. You would then have a PvE activity and a PvP activity landing at the same time, coming and returning uh, from D1. The concern would be, I think, I think, (laughs) I think the concern would be that people would be angry and say, I don't want to pay for that. Uh, Factions is a little bit easier to throw in there as like a free thing, kind of how the obelisks were free. So, I would be concerned about that. I, I'm not saying that it's not likely. I think that's a pretty decent prediction. We might have to make a video about that. Sacrificer. Lono, in your talk multiple times, you said Trials of Osiris and factions left at the same time. That wording is wrong. Trials of Osiris was never in D2. I swear I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come through chat and I'm going to slap you hair splitters. Uh, do you think saying Osiris and more could open up options from D1? Okay, okay, okay. I've conceded... I've conceded that, you hair splitters. I don't think... I don't... I really don't know if that's Bungie's thinking. I honestly don't. You guys are being... I'll, I'll grant it to you, though. I will concede. I will, I will say, yes, that likely then could mean that something from D1 is coming back. However, however, it's not SRL. If you think it's SRL and you're asking for SRL... Shut the frick up! <laughs> V-drown Choke. <laughs> Should we set our expectations? If we get it back, that we won't be able to get every item on the characters throughout the season. Well, I would definitely say that if they do it, a season-long um, allegiance is, is is a better way, and then you, a whole year to take everything would be a good would be a good move. If I want my warlock to get a full set from every faction, that's a long burn, right? That's a long burn. Um, Lore Master Eve with a brand new Prime sub. Thank you. Enjoy all the emotes and the ad-free viewing in two months from Crazy One. Uh, Shane says, would you like to see exotic class items as, to, as a chase reward to separate faction loot from the rest? We already kind of addressed this one. I'd be okay with that. I'd also be okay with it coming back as an exotic ornament for your class item. So you could, you know, wear it no matter what. And when, maybe when you wear it, it's the first ornament that comes with some type of a benefit, like an XP boost or an XP earn rate buff or something for that faction. Gab Med Black says, uh, "What if they sell random rolls in the off weeks and in the rally they have frames?" I, this is right in line with my my request for them to have them always available, by, but but also but also make it to wear there's a there's a rally and there's an urgency i think i think combining i think combining those two worlds is a really really good call because there are people that would like uh there are people that would like that they would like the you know i i like the 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 urgency i like going crazy for a week but then there's people that are like i don't really want to do that i just want to kind of grind throughout the season you'd kind of satisfy both sides of the uh of the uh of the, of the, of the, of the community. Mango with a juice. I personally would loved it if they brought back the factions. Rocking these class items and shaders felt really awesome especially when they released the exotic class item. Do you think that they would go back to d one setup of factions? My entire video and talk today has been about a hybrid of both. Um, Junior says, do you think that they could find a creative way to link faction with clan allegiance? You gotta be careful here. I actually think they need to be very, very... uh, They need to really, really keep clans in a lane. I if they do too much for clans, like people join a clan just to get the stuff. Not so they could be in a clan. Does that make sense? I don't, I don't think you want to tie stuff to clans. I, I don't, I've not, I'm in a clan. And I've never really been a fan of that. You gotta run a, a whole last wish raid with your clan. Oh, frick you. How am I supposed to do that? I don't, I'm supposed to get, how many rageous clans do we have? And I'm supposed to get six people together, you know, to go run all of us in the same, I don't like that. I don't, there's a triumph to literally do that. And that's annoying. I don't want to. I like the idea of clans, but clans need to be complementary, not uh, not prerequisites for stuff. Food dance in the upcoming season. Do you think trials would work better, like Iron Banner, where it only comes around once a month instead of every weekend? Thinking that it would make players more excited each time it comes around. Ooh, you gotta be careful here, man. I don't think that'd go over very well at all for people to wait this long for Trials to return and have a return as a monthly activity instead of a weekend, weekly activity. I'm telling you right now, you're better off leaning into expectations than than bristling against them. Angus. In factions came back, do you think they'd be the same three or add new ones? Dad, yeah, just the same three. Inked. Hey, Lono, do you think that they will ever bring back the icebreaker? Absolutely not. I don't know why people are asking for this. Listen, if Bungie has any hope of controlling ammo economy in the Crucible, you're going to sink that ship before it gets out of port if you bring back the dadgum icebreaker. You can't bring that gun back. I think people are smoking some special copious amounts of a drug to suddenly think that it'd be a good idea to bring back Icebreaker. There's presently issues and debates going on right now about special ammo economy in the Crucible. If Bungie attempts to make any adjustments to fix those issues, Icebreaker's just gonna laugh and be like, ha ha that's adorable. You're trying to fix a special ammo economy? <laughs> oh, That is so cute. I have my own economy. Like, I, you can't they, if they're going to ever get the, ga- the game back under control with respect to ammo economy you can't bring back weapons that bypass those changes revoke revoker is icebreaker part two i don't even know isn't revoker just icebreaker rebalanced maybe i don't know if that's the case then we don't need to bring back icebreaker i've never used it justin fairchild do you think Imperian foundation rebuilding will lead to next season i've heard that lead trials coming back that's what the data mine says yes that we we're going to rebuild the lighthouse and trials will return um edge when we, when we have to start donating our fractaline what's going to be the best route to do so you do not have to do what I'm about to recommend but if starting today on February the 3rd and every week leading up to the 18th of February you are taking all your fractaline and dumping it into the planetary obelisks because that Raises the resonance score of the tower obelisk. Then you spend the last three weeks of the contest the 18th, the 25th, and the 3rd of March. You, d- you spend all those weeks taking all your fractal line and dumping it into the Empyrean Foundation. That will maximize how much you're able to donate. You do not have to do it this way. You could choose to spend one or two weeks raising resonance rank and just taking whatever you get and immediately throwing it into the uh, the Empyrean Foundation. You do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You can do 5,000 this first week uh, and get in your Triumph and get in your your, your Shader or whatever, and then you're done. Um, you do whatever you want. There is You do not have to do it in a particular way. <clears throat> New Rad says, What activity would factions be attached to so that the event isn't just a farm uh, broken, isn't farm broken like it was before? Well, if they're getting rid of Sundial, whatever replaces Sundial could be attached to factions. You know, prove you're, that you're worthy to, to carry the banner of Dead Orbit or whatever in that in that activity. I missed one of the Flayer bosses, Solar, when it was around. Do you know if they will still be in rotation or will they only... B- oh, when Inatam shows up. No idea. I don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Whitlow. Do you think that they should bring back faction exotic class items again? Already answered this question. Uh, gab med black how can they make faction choosing meaningful make it season long vorpal could factions have their own separate seasons seasons of future war Cold, etc oh yeah, I, I no, no, I, I like this at first. I'm like, ooh, that'd be neat. And I'm like, no, nope. no, it wouldn't because people would be angry. They'd be like, okay, wait a minute. Factions were traditionally something that I did and D1 is like, I, I put one character on each or I focus on the one that I want. And you're basically saying for this entire season, I have to dedicate my time to some faction i don't care about now that might be good because you could get all three characters quote-unquote done with dead orbit and then move on um to the next but i really think this would bristle against people's expectations about a faction return um because people would be like i i don't want to help or be loyal to future war Cold or dead orbit or who or new monarchy the young raccoon Do you think factions will return with the original three or an introduction of other ones? It'd probably be the original three. Moroy, you mentioned wanting suggestions for something other than more bounties. Why not a faction toggle that changes our loot pool so we can play the way that we want? Man, I don't dislike this. I don't know if this is necessarily a replacement of bounties. This might be a replacement of weapon frames where if I'm dead orbit there's dead orbit weapons that can drop while I'm running activities and the more activities I drop the better maybe the higher rank I take them for the season the higher the likelihood so by the time the season is over whatever gun I'm trying to get from dead orbit is dropping at a rare, really regular clip from strikes or crucible or whatever this is actually a pretty good suggestion this is why I always tell people like instead of just hating on bounties like make suggestions for crying out loud what else would you do this is not bad at all this is similar to my idea with Zer right you go to Zer and and say, hey, I already got Shards of Galanor. I would like a very, very good roll on Shards of Galanor, And then you would grab the boon or whatever from Xur. And then every time you run a Nightfall that week, if an exotic drops, it's Shards. You could do something similar here, where as the season goes, you're like, hey, you hit rank 50 with New Monarchy, so their shotgun you're hunting for is dropping really, really regularly for you now. That would be pretty exciting. I actually, the more I think about this, the more I like this idea, because it would bring that world drop, exciting drop element of like, oh, it dropped. You run over, you pick it up. That the frame, The frame weapon frame thing might need tweaked. I love the spirit of it. I've I've said since Ada, do more of it, and Bungie's done more of it from the lectern to Ikora with Vex Offensive to how they've done the weapons in the Sundial with it being similar to Menagerie and the and the and the chalice, they've given us that level of intentionality, but it could be a little less transactional, and a little bit more of like, ooh, it's exciting these things drop while I'm playing, to recapture that idea of, I'm looking for a drop, instead of, I'm satisfying a bounty that spits a gun out. I think that's I, that's actually not bad at all. Now that, The more I think about this, the more I want to maybe even do a video about where weapon frames should go for, you know, Where they should go from where they presently are because I do think they could start to become way too transactional and people might start to feel like there's just not, you know, there's just not enough variety. Um, Weapon frames should evolve. Uh, Weapon finder boon. I'm going to write that down so I remember that. That's not bad because... If the, spirit, if the spirit of the NPC is being respected, that they are a source of loot, they are a source of reputation and grind, but instead of grabbing a frame, living in a lost sector, you're grabbing some weapon finder boon, and as you play for the week that weapon drops, as you level them up, it, it drops more frequently. I, I, I love that, I think that's great j christ should you be locked into a faction you choose or like in d1 pay to switch to a different one i would say seasonal lock-in i would say seasonal lock-in um that would be a good uh a good way to do it faction season rank increases drop i want to make that make sure that's in there too with the ideas so kala says you think they should add vex or cabal armaments if so when yeah i don't know i don't know there needs to be a better way to grind for them too you gotta, I, I don't know the, the mod chase thing is weird, they could do some stuff with a gunsmith should they bring back pinnacle weapons or keep doing ritual um, they can't do pinnacle weapons, they've basically communicated that and some of us knew it before it was announced, um People get tired of me saying I'm right. I'm wrong a lot of the times, too. I've made a lot of predictions that didn't end up coming to fruition. And I try to own that when it happens. But I try to tell folks that pinnacle weapons were causing problems. And Bungie just basically came behind and confirmed what... And I wasn't the only one. There were other people saying these weapons are causing significant problems. And so they can't go back. I really don't think they can. Johnny P., Lono, what if they introduce weapon deterioration that could possibly help the loot pool? I've outlined similar ideas here. You're always going to get pushback from people. They don't want their guns and their loot to uh, go away or be devalued or no longer be usable. People hate that idea. Um, So, I don't know if that's the right call. Uh, Kevman gifting 10 subs to the community guys check the chat you may have been gifted a sub you get 45 emotes and ad free viewing on my channel TK Lotus should they consider representing factions through buffs modifiers consumables instead of loot I feel like the loot pool is too bloated the future isn't a fashion show it's build craft Wait. I don't disagree with you but Dad Gummon, if I'm going to be grinding a faction I want to get some dope looking guns and armor I don't know if that would work I don't know if that's a strong enough motivator. I truly, I don't think so. Ravenous. I believe Bungie could solve the loot problem by allowing you to carry a few weapons from season to season. All your other guns don't go away, but are locked, so you can't use them for the first month of the season. The second month, you unlock some more guns, and then the last month of the season, you can access all your guns again until the beginning of next season. This sounds just way too complicated, man. There'd be so many people that would forget to pick their weapons. They'd have no idea what's going on. They would be confused. Why are so many of my weapons grayed out and locked? This is just way, way too restrictive and too complicated. I think a natural sort of, you know, weapon pruning that would happen so that, okay, you know, you would get like a six month warning weapons that you have had for a year would suddenly have red text on them that would say, in 6 months, this weapon will no longer be infusible, or something. Doesn't mean you can't use it you can still use non-infused guns in so much of the content cause it, you know, the power differential really wouldn't be there. Or as I've said, make the new weapons have new perks, new, new slots new stuff, new, like a, a weapon 2.0, that would drive you to use new stuff anyway F in space says, if Bungie started retiring guns, you think people would get mad if they removed spare rations and mind vendors. They can't just retire and get rid of guns. We just answered that question. Uh, Boba Fetty Wap says, what do you think if they limited the power level, you can infuse old stuff? Yep. Just talked about that as an idea. You guys all asked that question right at the same time. I was probably talking about that. That's why it sparked three different questions about it. Arctic Spartan, do you think an account-wide pledge is better or a per character? In my opinion, account would be better so each season you grind one faction. Absolutely not. Uh, One per character is what we're accustomed to. I see no reason to change that. Three factions, three characters, it just makes sense in my mind. Your, Your titan can be working on dead orbit and then you rotate him to another faction next season. Adds a little bit of spice, adds a little bit of variety, you're not constantly doing everything dead orbit. You're doing you know, you're rotating through your characters and through the factions week to week missing link the past two years we have gotten a new raid and two raid layers assuming the next season is all about how do you feel about the current drought for raiders it's understandable and predictable uh they don't have the bandwidth expecting a raid every season or the old the old pattern i don't think is reasonable and eater was pretty small and pretty short even though people liked it it was pretty small pretty short and only had two weapons in it and then spire wasn't even made by bungie it was made by vicarious visions Nick Kempsey, not a real question have you read the reddit post about the season of the city concept, it's quite detailed, it has great ideas for faction overhauls, social space overhauls, community activities, and general quality of life improvements give it a read, yeah it sounds like they read Paul Tassie's article and stole it, which they always accuse him of, and I think that's freaking cute and adorable, um I know he (laughs) he literally wrote an article about that that's like right off of his right out of his article he said there should be a season of the of the refresh and they sounds like they just stole that right from him i i love the idea but i think trying to sell people on a refresh season would be a hard sell (laughs) it would be a hard sell uh avon have you considered the impact of free to play on the player base numbers you cite also division and anthem dropped during last year if you're comparing last year's numbers Uh, that's not why people were stopping playing, everyone was flooding YouTube comments, the forums and Twitter to talk about why they were stopping playing there was such a high rise of people saying they were stopping playing and why, that every season Forsaken Black Armory, Drifter, and Opulence Every season, there was a forum post that got so high that Bungie replied to it, and Bungie tried to mitigate the pain of leveling because that was one of the leading causes of people to disengage. There is literally no way in February of 2020 that the October launch of New Light is why we have such a healthy player base numbers and I can prove it to you it isn't hard to prove, look at the Crucible numbers, Crucible is dying, okay they went from a million players a day the entire season of of the Undying, the entire time we were in season of the Undying a million players a day, and they have slowly fallen into the 400,000 a day player base, that is all the proof you need If, if it was all New Light players then PvP would be fine PvP wouldn't have this dramatic decline, and that dramatic decline is happening in conjunction with criticism from the community, matchmaking changes, player uh, p- team, team balancing changes, a really, really si- silly, silly, easy ritual grind, okay? So, if you look at the Crucible, Crucible shows that new light is not just constantly constantly padding the numbers there is an equilibrium that has taken place there is a steady pv now pv pve has declined but it's way more steady it was like 1.2 mil the whole time we were in shadow keep settled into about a 1.1 to a 1 mil in the beginning of season of dawn and now it's slowly descended into like the upper 900 thousands it's just been there i don't know that's just too steady and stable to be like oh it's new light players I severely doubt. I severely doubt there are that many brand new players jumping in every day, and playing PVE. Eventually, your your new player acquisition funnel just starts to thin out. I I just I don't I don't think you're going to have that many new players jumping in. And if that were the case, then it'd be really really hard to ever see player base numbers going down. Like PVP would be would be fine, because there'd be people booting up and jumping into PvP. I mean, if New Light is padding the numbers that significant, in that significant of a way, you would have to concede there would be a pretty significant percentage of those New Light players that would gravitate towards PvP and pad those PvP numbers, and that's not happening. I believe the franchise is too old and we've settled in too predictable of a daily player base rhythm to claim it's all New Light. JC I don't see why they can't just apply the new nightfall method to the rest of the game. I believe this would fix a lot. What do you think? I don't understand what you're saying. Jokes aside, said Paracito, what would you uh, would it take for Destiny to truly become a dead game? I feel like the hardcores would trickle out if content stopped. Would casual and more moderate players in the masses exit as quickly? I'm astounded that the player base has had done nothing but grow, and a lot of that can be attributed to the community. Um, this is why I don't I don't get sky is falling when hardcore players and YouTubers are like, I'm playing less I'm not enjoying myself, I don't ever get concerned, because this is like we do this with games, man, we do this with sports you get your thing that you like to do, and you just keep doing it, you just You go bowling on Friday night with your buds, you watch college football all day with your friends, you play Destiny, like, this is just people's ritual now, it's their ritual, Destiny has become a ritualistic hobby for folks, and if Bungie keeps feeding that, I think people will keep signing up and playing, there is something about it, there's just something about Destiny that has hooked people, and I think... I think that expecting it to iterate and change dramatically all the time is one of the reasons why people just don't see the game for what it is. You don't show up to bowl after a couple of years of being in a league and being like, yeah, why not put 20 pins on that out there? Why not put some ramps? You know, why not have some explosions? Why not have some fireworks? No, you just you like playing fire bowling and you just show up and bowl when you watch college football you're not like why don't they change the rules and put a hundred people on the field why don't they change the rules and have two footballs on the field it, it, generally that's just no your love for football is you're like I, I don't want all that to change similar things in video games right when a game changes its core competencies too much and it changes identity too much people are like I don't want to play this anymore this doesn't feel like the game anymore right this doesn't. This doesn't feel. This doesn't feel like X Y Z game anymore. So they kind of have to keep things in a happy lane, and, you know, explosions. Uh, explosions do sound lit though. At it, it'd be pretty cool to have an explosive bowling ball that like blows the pins up. But, you know, you're putting explosives in the hands of folks. They drop the ball and blow their leg off. It'd be pretty. It'd be pretty traumatic. Uh, Roman, do you think that a good fix for the weapon problem would be to bring back the intrinsic perks like cocoon? Uh, and the lightweight one this seems like it would have a reason for the new, yeah, weapons 2.0 they're going to have to do a lot of things, I don't dislike this idea Um, I think scouts need intrinsic value to make them worth using in PvE, because scouts are just so weak, Um, they don't feel strong enough, kaleidoscoped if trials returns as a seasonal activity would be gone at the end of the season, absolutely not, I can't see them doing that Prime time. Lono, how would you feel if Bungie implemented a clan-v-clan playlist with a ranked aspect? Loot having playlist-specific emblems, shaders, ornaments, and pools? Okay, this right here is window dressing. With respect, this is window dressing. Bungie needs to do a ranked and unranked system from the ground up. Before doing something like this, we don't need a clan versus clan anything right now. PvP needs all kind of help, and this is window dressing. This is like, hey, Bungie, we've had a successful PvP, you know, 12 months with a ranked and an unranked and a flourishing player base. Now, would you consider doing a clan versus clan thing? Like, th- this is window dressing. Uh, you, this is, w- this is, this isn't even card before the horse. This is like decorative paint for the cart before the horse I mean, we can't we can't start focusing on these sorts of things when the base level experience in crucible is all over the place seek and destroy uh, would it be okay with factions bringing back year one weapons with 2.0 rolls or would you want new frames for the for the launch of it it'd probably be a good idea to do do a new weapon So, if factions returns, and then there's a faction rally, that first weapon should be a new weapon. And then the second weapon could be, like, a reskin, re-roll. People, I mean, if people complain about that, whatever, some of the guns from the first couple of faction rallies were really cool, and it'd be nice to have them updated with the new mod slots and the new, and the new, uh, and the new random, uh, random rolls. Aeroschmidt. Faction armor and weapons have faction mod slots that synergize with each other. Mods drop while doing activities for each faction. Each faction plays a bit different. I mean, this would be a reason to have yourself aligned with all three and grinding all three to give like that, A, you want to get this, you want to get that. Yeah, you got to be running the weapons. You got to be running the armor and then those things drop. I don't think that's a bad idea. You got to be careful, though. You got to be careful. There's only so much we can do with mods and modification and things to our loadouts and our builds right now, but that would be one reason to do it. Some boy. If factions come back, do you think each one could focus on a specific stat? For example, Dead Orbit has more damage-heavy weapons. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily think this is a bad idea, but I don't know if there's that much diversity in the loot pool to really make this work. Aiden Bow, do you think we can realistically expect a return of modifiers like specialists and small arms? I think modifiers are a huge missed opportunity right now. Get the crappy ones out, bring back the fun ones. The fun ones can rotate each week to make me change my loadout or change my playstyle instead of like recoiling or cringing and be like, "Eh, blackout." I don't want to do that. Um, just all you gotta do right now, look at the look at the sundial at master. Excuse me, at legend and just read through these modifiers extinguish yay who wants that um, arc damage is increased and knockback damage and distance is increased like, who in the frick is signing up for that and then you got champions and you got match game yay and then you got equipment locked what, what, what? yay and then enemies throw grenades more often ah oh, it's awesome it's great for all those times where you're making a stand in one spot and defend the position and zero way to mitigate that like i just i feel like modifiers should modify your play style, not modify how painful the content is do you see the diff- do you see the difference like it's a modifier and there's two philosophies here right i think modifiers should modify your playstyle. This week these weapons are stronger. This week this element is stronger. This week this particular um, enemy uh, is resistant to this, but takes more damage from this. Like, make me go in there and deduce a plan. Not, oh man, wow. Um, I- I'm I'm just I'm just gonna take more damage the whole time. I'm gonna get tossed around more. I'm gonna get hurt more. I- I'm gonna. I'm going to have more grenades thrown at me like it's like how much of a punching bag am I going to be this week is generally the question I ask so many times when I look at the modifiers are you adjusting your place out to mitigate the damage from the enemies I don't know how you mitigate knockback I don't know how you mitigate increased arc damage I don't know how you mitigate grenade spam um, I don't know how you mitigate we get nothing we don't get heavyweight we don't get arc burn they give everything to the enemy I, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like modifiers too often are answering the question, just how much of a punching bag am I going to feel like instead of what, what am I going to be able to do to maximize my efficiency in here? Whether it was small arms or what was the other one? Specialist or rainbow burn, or what was the one that turned it into mayhem daybreak? It needs to be fun! It needs to be fun. I, I, it's it, it, it. Modifiers don't promote fun right now. I feel like they promote varying degrees of pain. You know? Primetime FPS. Uh, what about the idea of transmog vendor being able to change the whole look of armor the way you want? They've already built the ornament system. We don't need this. You're suggesting something that doesn't need built, would require tons of time, and would undercut past work from Bungie. I don't think that that's a good idea. They've already built an ornamental system. You want to you basically invalidate all of that work and create something completely brand new that's from Diablo. Um, so, I don't think this is, this is a needed thing right now. To be fair, I just mentioned all that stuff with Legend Sundial. Legend Sundial isn't even that hard. It's not about it being hard. It's about it being annoying. <laughs> it's about it being annoying. It just, is that the power fantasy? I'm strong. I have a high power level. I'm going to go into end game content and it's going to be miserable (laughs) or it's going to be really fun because I have good weapon diversity and build diversity. I can rotate things around on my loadout and feel stronger dependent upon the modifiers for that week. Oh, this week arc bows are really strong for some reason they're causing random chain lightning explosions well i don't have an arc bow yet maybe i should try and get one like there there would need to be i just i don't know i feel like modifiers are in a lane of pain and they need to be in a lane of fun and diversity aiden bow Do you like the idea of Prestige Eater Spire? Maybe not as a substitute of traditional hard modes, but as a weekly rotational pinnacle weapon grind? I hated being told what weapons to use. You can incentivize different weapons, but don't restrict it. The curated loadouts in those raid layers drove me nuts. McCheshire, as another alternative to bounties, what do you feel about challenging patrol missions, faction flashpoints that reward factional loot instead? and changing the public space would be cool. Gotta be careful. It's supposed to be laid back. Entry point for all players, so it would have to be optional. Um. mm -mm. Parasito. Could faction espionage be integrated? Also faction warfare instead of faction rally. That way there's a seasonal lock-in, but also added depth. Uh, you could bend out a singular uh, and that lets you bend out of a singular alignment. Yeah, I I definitely think there's, um, there's depth possibilities here. I would say your ideas sound like we would need to be in the new game. They would need to build bigger inf- infrastructure for those things. Right now, it would be more like a... We're bringing back the PvE equivalent of Iron Banner. Wolves on the Moon. SNGR, what is your opinion on a raid exotic for PvP players? Uh, I think that that sounds silly. I don't like when this thing that I grind for in the endgame PVE is a god killer in PVP and vice versa. Um, it is like the mountaintop and the recluse were just killers in PVE. They were in PVP. I, I just, I don't ever like when those roles feel reversed. Uh, FAS GC. what do you think about the Weapon 2.0 if they included stat ranges that different guns could get, adding another level of getting the perfect roll? I'm thinking about how Diablo handles loot. That's just you suggesting an idea. I, I'm not gonna get into that. That's too nuanced and too down into the, the micro, uh, tweaking. We're not even, we don't even have an Armor 2.0 um, Weapon 2.0 system yet. Uh, Moroy, I hear a lot of people um talking about that there's no reason to play difficult content any idea for an easy fix or a bandage for more hard modes contest modifier i have a whole video on how contest modifier could be a good capstone to a lot of activities uh whoops uh crystal flames do you think making d2 content available for free has had a negative impact on the game particularly in pvp yeah lots of cheaters on the crucible and pc they need anti-cheat just tuning in our factions returning uh, le- this is the last question. The factions are being theorized that they're returning because the data mine says that Trials and more are returning next season. Trials and factions left at the same time, and so there's not a whole lot that can return to D2. Now, some people said, well, Trials of Osiris was actually from D1. Okay, if we want to split those hairs, factions could still return because factions were in D1. And the other the other suggestion that we might even make a video about would be Prison of Elders uh, making a return because that would be a PVE equivalent of something that would work for seasonal content that uh could be quote unquote returning. Um as a way of being like, hey, you got trials, you got you got the prison. My worry would be folks would say, I don't want to pay for content from um you know, I don't want to pay for content from D one would be the biggest concern I would have about Prison of Elders being what comes back I liked Prison of Elders, I know a lot of people did, but there are going to be people that would say, you know, I don't want to spend $10 for content I had in D1 Uh, they would have to really really show that prison's coming back and being very it would need to be very very different so if you guys have enjoyed this content and you're new make sure you click the follow button and turn on notifications I'm going to keep streaming we're going to keep talking we're going to keep going back and forth but I'm going to cut the Q&A here for the podcast folks that listen elsewhere if you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always catch me live at sayno2rage.com. as always please like, share and subscribe